Welcome to Through the Looking Glass. While here in Wonderland, we're going to discuss topics and share stories to help clear up the distorted views of relationships. We provide a safe place for balanced and honest conversation. While each episode can have all who listen, the focus will be on the community of color. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hey, welcome back to episode two. Episode two of season five. We kicked off season five last week with Chris and his priority conversation. And today's just today's going to be pretty um, interesting as well. But before we jump into the conversation piece today, which is my pick, we're going to do our mental health check. So how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Chris? What's going on? Oh, uh, ain't much going on. Same old, same old. I'm all good. Literally, literally same old, same old. <laughs> What about you, Marcus? Doing good. Doing good. No complaints. Great week. Great week. Gotta claim it. What about you, Keisha? I'm doing pretty good. Happy tomorrow's Friday. Woohoo. Me too. I just, I'm tired. I just want to sleep. So uh, let's jump into it. Last week, we talked about priorities and the importance of priorities in relationships and how that looks in your relationship. And if you feel like you're a priority and in ways that people feel like they're not. So today we're going to jump into a topic. I I titled it, He Knows. And when I play the uh, clip, it's going to all make sense. So let's, let's go ahead and jump into the, to the clip there. So... I'm really excited about this clip because I think I've had this conversation multiple times with people. Um, So I think it's going to be a lot of conversation on this one. Going off of compatibility just by itself can be a trap. Because first off, you can be compatible with a demon. (laughs) Like devils know what you like too. The type of women that you like, you want her to have more curves in the highway. The type of man that you like, you want him tall with broad shoulders and a beard. The enemy could send you pain, gift wrapped as your preference. So that's just the first thing about how compatibility can be a trap. The second thing is compatibility is season based. It is possible for you to be compatible with the season of their struggle, but not the season of their success. I want somebody who's going to be there for me if I hit rock bottom. Well, what if they can only handle your rock bottom, but they can't handle your upward season? So now the question becomes, are we really compatible or do we just share similar dysfunction? We're both broken in the same area. We're both wounded over the same thing. We have the same feelings over the same wounds, so we end up sharing hearts. But what happens if one of you heals and the other one doesn't? Because just because you heal doesn't mean that they're going to heal. And just because you heal doesn't mean that you can make them heal. What happens if one of you heal? You will remove what y'all had in common. And I want us to be so whole and so secure that when we heal, we don't end up feeling guilty because they're crawling, but we now have wings. It's not just about compatibility. It's about suitability. Does this individual suit my assignment well? Do they compliment what it is that God has me doing in earth while I'm here in time? When a man or a woman has found that, that's a blessing. Because when God gives a blessing, 
you're not going to have to exchange your mental health as payment to keep it. So maybe you're so exhausted because you're breastfeeding toxicity in order to maintain an image of being happy over the very thing that you told everybody was a blessing. Listen to this. Wow. Oh, that's that's, that's uh, deep. <laughs> yeah. That's deep. Yeah. That, I think we're going to have a really, really, really interesting conversation. I do feel attacked, though, because he really just called out the whole tall, broad shoulders and the beard on me. I, I really felt <laughs> that was a personal attack. But, yeah, so so that's why. Uh, the, many the, forms. That, that's why the title is He Knows. Um what you think about that, Keisha? I don't know. I mean, he was kind of coming for us. Um, <laughs> he was coming, you know. Tall, tall, broad shoulders. Mm. I think men gravitate to the same thing too. You know. Well, I mean, he, he, I mean, he said the same thing. He, he said. Did. Curves out, curves out the wazoo, you know what I'm saying? Things like that, right? So, I mean, okay, I guess I got a question. Do and this is for us. I mean, how well, how is it going with just dating your type, like the broad shoulders, bald head, or the curvaceous? I mean, is it working out when you just it is not? It is not forward? working out for me. Okay. Okay. I agree. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, hey, we talk, it's compatibility, it's suitability. It's like when you date what you are attracted to, it's so many. I feel like it's so. It, so much comes with that. Because if you date because of visual, you're going to get some headaches. But that's the first thing you see. So it's always going to start off visual. Because, I mean, we're visual beings. So if you see the person, it's going to be that level of attraction to then, okay, let me get to know this person a little bit more. Now that's true. And it might just be the wrong person. Like you saying, compatibility. You compatible, but what? But just visual. But it's about compatibility too, though. Because you visually see that person, yeah, you're attracted to it at first. But when you start talking to them, how compatible is that? Because ain't that when the compatibility start when you start the conversation? Yeah, but then also now one thing he didn't say, but the thing that I thought of was trauma bonds, and that can be like part of the compatibility too, where. You might be going through something and this person is going through the same thing and y'all have that level of kind of compatibility and basically well, he, having he that trauma that. bond. He mentioned that. Yeah. He didn't say the word trauma yeah. bond, but he mentioned you could Yeah, I know, yeah, I know he didn't say it per se, but he did, yeah, it was connected off of that. Yeah, so I mean, that that could be it as well. That, was, that, that season. That's mm -hmm. I think he's playing. He, he but even like if you season. connect to somebody like that, if you both heal... Uh, if you both do the work to do the healing, it's it's when one of them, if one of you chooses two and the other one doesn't, and then you got a problem. Mm -hmm. 
But okay, but also because ain't nobody. No, I, I mean, at this point, like, in our age, heal, everybody has trauma. Well, that's why yeah. you have to heal together. Okay, you have but to what if once, to once this person healed, healed, you're not the person. Yeah, but yeah, but this person is healed now. It's like, hey, I don't like the person you are healed, or they might not. They might not like the person I am once I'm healed. Right. That's because, why it has I mean, to be a joint yeah. effort. So, I mean, you were... Yeah. But no, that's what I'm saying. It could be a joint effort and both of you guys work to healing, but then it's like once you become healed, you're not going to be the same person that the, uh, they initially met. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, we talked about this on a, um, during the last season where... Some people may fall in love with the person that you are when you're um, before that healing takes place. They may fall in love with that person, but once you're healed, um, they may not be so into the new you. You may not find that person attractive too. That's just like you know. That's just like uh, well, just it's time to take it out of context. Six hundred pound life. When you know you have when you have have that guy or that woman that's enabling that guy, and then when they start to lose weight and they start healing from all that whatever they had and going to therapy and stuff, and they start coming down and they start you know feeling themselves and getting their energy back, and you know the next thing you know, old boy, old girl on the side on the, on the video camera say, I, I I just can't take it, I can't mm-hmm. take what it. They be saying. Be Right, that's what they be saying. They are never single. They never, never single now. They no. always have somebody. But what? So that's a message right there. <laughs> message. The compatibility. Mm-hmm. You're compatible yeah. to their wounding. Exactly. Not the healing. And that's the, and I think that's what it's what you like saying. It's bringing like that. That might not, that's that seasonal. Like that person might not just be just supposed to be there for that season, and not be there for, um, you know, just that part of your life. You know, they're not there for the long haul. They just there for that part of you, that healing experience. Or maybe they can be a catalyst to your healing. They Could can be. be a catalyst to the healing by saying, "I don't want to screw this up." I don't want to mess this up. I know I got work to do. And if I don't do it, he or she is not sticking around. Right. So then the question Mm -hmm. comes up to, okay, compatibility, suitability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like when somebody is attracted to your wounding, you know, and then you do start to heal? What's that conversation look like when you do start to do the work on yourself and now you become unrecognizable? Because mm. I think that's the biggest flex. When you when you do the work to the point where you are now unrecognizable, but understanding you're going to lose people out of your life because people are not like, that's not you. Mm-hmm. And you might lose that person out of your life too because they're not, not wanting that person. They want that wounded person. Right. Some people get so attached. What do you do to about it. that? Hey, they just there for a season. You got to move on. 
And I think in that process of healing that you will, I mean, in that healing process, you'll figure that out. Because, you know, you got to understand that some people are going to be there for a little bit and then some people are going to be there for a long haul. And, you know, it's just a understanding of, you know, how people play roles in your life. So how do you know when you have met or matched with somebody who is attracted to the healed you or who has that suitability? And I'm, I'm going to throw that to Keisha first. Like, how do you know this person is actually attracted to to the healed you and not, not the wounded one? Or is, or, is, or is somebody, willing to put in the time? Is it somebody who you've already been dating before you went through the healing or this is someone you meet afterwards? Do both. I'm curious to see what you think about that. Um, if it's somebody you met prior to the healing, they would encourage you. Like, wow, I, I'm seeing a difference in you. I, you know, I see that you're much happier. I see that you're much active in this area. I see that you're willing to talk about subjects that you didn't prior want to talk about. You didn't want to address certain things. So they encourage you in your healing. Um, if it's someone you met after uh, your hit, they wouldn't know that you've been through it unless you share it with them, um, mm -hmm. or they just pay attention to your reaction to uh, certain topic topics. You know, if it's still if you're healing but not fully healed, you know, some things they may touch on that stain still. So, um, I think it's important though when you meet somebody new to be open and share with them. And sometimes when you meet new people. You didn't even know that this was an area you needed to heal in. You didn't even know it was a problem. Right. So until you meet certain people who kind of can identify to you, you know, bring it out, or maybe they show some similarities or something. So, and that's yeah. a big one because I tell I said this to everybody: you think you're all love and light, you think you're all healed up. A relationship is the t battle. That's the test ground. A relationship can bring out things in you that you didn't even know was there or you had a problem with. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's when you are vulnerable or intimate to a certain level, the reason why that happens is because you're allowing yourself a, a level of vulnerability that's uncovering certain things that you've been able to keep pushed down, right? So when some relationships come up, you're like, well, I didn't even know I had a problem like that. I didn't know I had a jealousy issue. I do know that. But I'm just saying, sometimes people don't even know the level of healing they still have left until they get into relationships and the opportunity presents itself to show. It's kind well, of like the whole theory I always talk about. When you get into a relationship with somebody, you're adopting their demons, sometimes literally. So you really have to really look at, am I in this for the long haul? Because no one, you're not going to meet anybody who doesn't have baggage. Everybody has stuff, especially when you get up in ages and in, in your late thirties, forties and beyond, everybody's coming to the table with some, with some stuff. So you have to make the determination. Am I willing to deal with it with this person? You know what I'm saying? And am I attracted to them because of the baggage they're bringing? And you have to have an honest conversation with that. You were more fun when you were drinking. You were more fun when you were freaking whatever. Right. But now you're not doing any of those things. And now we're kind of just sitting here staring at each other. So how do you address that? 
Ooh, that's a big one. Oh, so you just gotta you gotta stand by it, especially if you know you feel better as a person. Then you just gotta stand by your newfound. I don't want to say morals, but for hey, this is the new you, and you don't like how those things made you feel previously. So it's like, you know what I mean, you're not going to do it anymore. And then, like I said, you're but you're going to lose people. You're going to lose family members, friends. Um, it's going to just put as crazy as it sounds. It's going to put strain on different relationships because people want to be like, oh, well, you didn't change or you not like how you used to be. And it's like, yo, dude, I didn't like how it was. Right. But what if you're on the other side of it? So what if you fell for this person? You guys are have been together for an extended amount of time. You didn't know you were attracted to their wounding. You didn't know um, because maybe you have some of the similar wounds and then they've done the work or they're doing the work and now they're changing Mm-hmm. what do you do with that? Because maybe you might realize that you're not the you person might. I don't recognize you anymore. And that's not neither, that's not a good or a bad thing, but it it's a factual thing that happens. Like, how do you address that? How do you have that conversation? Because you don't want to stop somebody's progression, but at the same time, it's like, mm, but you're not who you were. There, might, there may be a time to exit. Yeah, I mean, now, you know, maybe, the maybe word always used. Is on the communication, just letting them know how you feel and like, hey, look, man, I know how things were, and it's like how things are now. I don't, I don't like it. It's not for me, so I need to bounce. Mm. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a, I mean, it's a conversation. It's an adjustment. It's mm-hmm. adjustment, big time. You, I mean, it has to be. Whew, it's an adjustment, and you have to really really care about that person to want to move forward you know with these changes i think and we all know pretty much therapy you know um with our backgrounds and whatnot and sometimes when people start therapy stuff gets worse before it gets better Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like or am i gonna ride this wave right or am am i gonna bail Yeah. yeah Cause it's just like if you looking if you looking from it from the other side and you see this person is healing and you see that they're doing well and they stop doing whatever they used to do and, they, and whatever you, and that, and you looking on the other side was used to them being that way and was happy with them that way but now that you see them change you really got to ask yourself is it something in me that it, that needs to change or you know do I want to you know handle this and and stick through it or would I or do I want to have this hard conversation like Hey, you're doing great. I understand what you're doing. Uh, I I respect it, but I can't do it. You know, this is not where I'm at right now. So, either you got to go, or you know, what I mean? and like Keisha said, if you're gonna make those changes or or, or just adjustment, because nobody's asking you to change. I mean, that person changed for himself or their self, or whatever. So. You know, that's up to you whether you want to stick around and stick to it and want to be in that oh, just like the you know, the guy said in the thing is like whether you know, you are you gonna be there when that person heals and you still crawling? Or is that person that healed gonna leave the person that's still in the mud? So that's when you gotta make those choices. So this is for Chris. 
Because you did say sex was a big major thing for you. That's a priority. So if you're with a chick and she says like, I'm going to, you know, I need, I need to purify myself. I don't want to smash for the next year because it's a part of my healing process. What you, you staying? You staying or you going, Chris? Um, it, I mean, it all depends on how, like, how I feel about it. If I care about her, then I want to stay in that because, I mean, I do you gonna something. Cheat? You going to cheat? See, look, man, no. Man, no, because I'm I know just, how. Man, this is I'm, not a serious question. No, nah, I know. Yeah, but no, nah, I know if I know how important that is to her. Like, I mean, I, I do cleanses, like cleanses throughout the year where I might go a couple months where. Cleanses and sex? You compare? No, them yeah, to? cleanses. It's the same thing. Yeah, I do. Like my cleanse, my cleanse is for I won't drink. Uh, you get some physical gratification no sex. with your cleanses. No, no, no. Well, no wait, 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 I want to hear this. Thank you. Do not. So, <laughs> I, I want to hear this. So I would say, I would say about two. I'll say maybe about two to three months. I say it's normally eight to ten weeks, something like that. But it's like I won't drink. Um, no sex, no like fried foods, greasy foods, and just do like a full cleanse mentally and everything like that. Like, I mean, you guys know some of the stuff that I was going through at the end of last year. And I, um, and I went on one of those cleanses towards the end of last year. And I mean, since then, like, I mean, I don't, I've gotten to the point where it's like, man, I don't drink that much or anything like that. Not saying I had a drinking problem, but it's like once I stopped doing it, drinking and everything, I was like, look, I don't have, it makes me feel so much better. Now, like I said, have I got other activities, went back to that? Yeah, but I mean, I just don't indulge in it as much. Moderation. So, so you're still saying that you would go on that celibate trip with her? With them, yeah. If you really cared about them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I really, if I. If I really care about that person, it's like, hey, look, man, hey, we in this together. So if this is what you're going to do, then I'm in there with you. So, hey. I'm dubious. Hmm. <laughs> Why is that? I guess two to three months. I said for a year. No, for a year. I mean, like I said, if if you if ain't going to smash for a year. No, hold on. no yeah. If, 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 if I'm committed to this one person, and I'm committed to them, and we're in this together, then it's like, yeah, okay, I right, look, that's what you want to go through, then we're going to go through this together. Mm. What'd you say, Keisha? That's that's love. If you are willing <clears throat> to do that for a year, that's, that's mm -hmm. some real stuff. I mean, I've been sober for a year, so if, it's, if you really care about that person, I mean, it's possible. So well, it just all you, depends Marcus? on the individual. I mean, if it's something you're willing to do, um, I think you should be honest with the person. Though, if you can't do it, say so. Right. Don't need that more. Right. Yeah. But it's other things you can do to, you know, occupy your time or to get that release that you were talking about. Uh, on, on another episode, you can do some tantric. You can do tantric um, sessions. But okay. that's delaying the release for a year. Tantric is relate is, is delaying the release, but you're eventually going to release it. Yeah, but I'm, during but, that during that episode, you yeah. just pop delaying it. 
Yeah, but I mean, but still, you, you're still going to get like I'm at the stage now where it's more so the level of intimacy and intimacy. It doesn't have to be physical. It can right. be just a, a mental state of intimacy far as just like talking, like sitting there just talking about something. And or it could be laying there cuddling or something like that. Like it's just that level of intimacy where it doesn't have to be the physical, the full physical. Hmm. Intellectual intimacy. You said oh yeah. Um, <laughs> what, um, what market? <laughs> what was um, that word? <laughs> intellectual intimacy. There okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that was a word. But do y'all, uh, do y'all want me to answer that question? Why not? I, That's all you can't do. We know you can't. But go ahead. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Come on, man. Ooh. Hey, don't do that, man. Don't come on, man, Marcus, like that. So many, so many. It didn't come out me. So many that doubt me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, at, at certain points and stages uh, in my life, I, I probably could, but at some stages I really couldn't because I was not committed. So it like what Chris was saying, it, it has to be somebody um that you know what I'm saying that you're willing to put that on the line for. They don't hold it up. But um uh, that's on whoever does that. But for me, I probably me now, right now, probably not. I couldn't do it. I don't feel like I could. Honestly. So. Honest, so that's good. Michelle, so can, can you do it, Michelle? Can oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah, go. <laughs> what is that face? Yeah, go. She goes easy. I it's mean, nothing. A year, give me ten. I ain't saying that, but I'm I mean, gonna, that's what, I'm yeah, gonna... that's what you made a scene. You made a scene like that's easy. That's light work. Oh, but I've gone, I've gone a year, you know, and it's not not by choice, not by choice celibacy. It's forced celibacy because there's well, no somebody well, I want to lay with. This is different. This is somebody I mean, that somebody you're, you're, spending, with. you're spending time with. You're seeing on mm, the record. Oh, okay. Throwing a leg on them, cuddling and all that good stuff, watching TV. Mm. <laughs> you know what, Chris? You ain't got to be staring like that, dude. I was waiting for the answer. What's the answer? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, that that yeah wasn't as sureful as the first one. The first one was like, of course, that one was like a little bit of doubt now, a little bit of doubt. Still thinking about it. So moving on. So what if um. Your partner, right, starts going to therapy and is like, you know, for this relationship to be successful and to continue, I feel that you need to go to therapy too. Hey, is that something? I mean, <laughs> why? Why? Oh, 
Hold on. Apparently, what? there's. <laughs> what, 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 what you mean? Hold what? on. You want the on? You want the honest answer? What's or the, just I the mean, podcast on answer? Oh man, the pod. I mean, the, the podcast answer. I, what okay. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe it, I, they've I mean, seen some stuff in you that you haven't seen in yourself. I think it's one of our very first episodes from season one called Blind Spots. Oh, yeah. Go back and check that out. Blind Spots. <laughs> but and that's, and that's a, a lot of times but, that happens. A lot of times that but, happens. But, but are they ready, though? If you just, I mean, but some people like that's just like with, you know, people trying to drag their um, significant others to. You know, marriage counseling or to couples counseling or whatever. Some people just ain't on board with it. But is it worth it though? Because you might not be on board with it, but once you start it, you're like, oh my gosh, I do got some problems. Because a lot of times issues don't pop up until you see it. Right. And I think a lot of my biggest um, issues came from significant others telling me, like, dude, what the hell and I'm like oh that's a problem you know it's, it's <laughs> it, it came from people who were closest to you saying like that's not cool that's not cool you know you skipping out don't say something you not responding you freaking blah 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 like that's not cool mm. and you're like oh I didn't think of it in that way um, I was told by one that um I'm not honest with myself about a lot of things. And I was like, what does that mean? But then once we were were able to unpackage it, I'm like, oh, I guess I can see that. Or or somebody telling you, you know, when when you're going through stuff and you shut down and you shut everybody out, like, that's not cool. But the way I was seeing it is if I'm going through stuff, I don't want to bring somebody else in it with me. So to avoid that, I just disappear. I didn't know that it was seen as kind of selfish behavior because people are concerned and they care. So, so, so would you say that those people that pointed those things out to you would be those people that, that was just there for a season? No. The people who have pointed stuff out to me are not seasoned people. I have never, I have, I guess I can say to this point, I've never had somebody who was a seasonal person who came in my life for like two to three months, said something and bounced. Um, This person, people, you have to, I'm, I'm, I could be, I'm very closed off to people who don't know me. I'm very standoffish to people who don't know me. So for somebody to get to that level, to, to see me in those areas, I've had to know them for a long time. You're not going to get me at 100% in the next two to three months. It's not going to happen because that's just not who I am. So but, it has to be somebody who has been here for a longer than a season because they see me at my core to be able to call me out on stuff. Does that make but sense? We, I, mean, but, I mean, but when we say seasonal, we're not talking about two to three months. Some people can be seasonal in your, in your life for years and then be gone. That ain't a season to me then. Yeah, that's kind of long. That's a very long season. Yeah, season can be long. No, seasons are like what three, four months. Yeah, 
I mean, but that's in a, in a, in like a, you know, during the, the calendar, the calendar type. Okay, deal. so let's 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 define season then. Well, no, I I think that a season is anywhere from maybe three to six months. I think anything longer than six months, I wouldn't call that a season. That's kind of like. Well, I mean, but how, but how many relationships have you been in that lasted for, you know, a couple years, but y'all don't talk no more? Who are you asking? I'm just, I just out there, just throwing it out. There. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. None of my rela- relationships have lasted that short. I'm a long termer, so when I'm actually in a relationship, they go for, they go year plus. Mm. I don't, I don't do short term things. I won't call it a relationship. Okay. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. And I can't say I have any exes that if there's one. If I bumped into them, I would act like I don't know them. But for pretty much, I mean, I would be cordial and do a head nod. What's up? Fist pound. And I've learned from all of them, but some of them I just don't like as a person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got a couple like that. <laughs> like, how the hell did that even happen? Um... Dating out of hurt and pain and not healing. Let's talk about that part. Because to heal me, I know a couple of guys I dated to heal me would have never given them the chance. They would never have the opportunity. Preach. Amen. Hallelujah. Up and down the aisle. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, the, I mean, and the guys are sitting there smiling, but like, look at y'all's, look at y'all's uh, list. I, I guarantee you there's some people on there that in a different or a better mindset, you would not have ever given that person the time of day. Yeah, you'd be like, what the hell? Right. That's it. Like, it's slightly yeah. embarrassing. You're like, oh, oh, what was wrong with me? Not what was wrong with them. <laughs> what was wrong with me? Chris, it's not no? you, it's me. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm just thinking. Nowhere close to me right now. Who? Me? Marcus in that damn statement. Oh, oh. yeah, no, but um, I know <laughs> I was thinking uh, a few months ago, I was thinking about like different things from my past. And it was like, well, it seems like there's like at different times or stages that I'm in. And then the type of people who I entertain and it's like, man, yo, it's like crazy. Then it's like, but it's almost like, yo, what, like, what was I going through? Even though, like, I was enjoying myself during that time, but I was like, yo, like, what, what the, what the hell? Like, it's, yeah. But you get past it, then you just move on, and hey. Everybody got that what the hell person. Everybody has that what the hell person. And then oh, when no, they ha- ask I have, about it, <clears throat> I have a what the hell stage where it's like it was a time frame where I'm like yo dang <laughs> like man yo yeah go your boy was out here wow I believe it yeah, I be- but, now but what about but now the I'm people delivered. who benefit from the wound you're delivered I'm done I'm delivered okay. I'm delivered another That's hallelujah good. moment what about people who benefit from your wounding <sighs> What do you mean, people who benefit? Oh, oh, are you talking about 
give an example. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying. So, oh, go ahead, Marco. No, I think I think like benefiting from it is like benefiting from who you were unhealed. Like they enjoyed that person, like going out, wilding out, doing things like that, or you know, just in general, you know, like like you said, maybe I say alcohol, I say, you know, going out with uh, trying to find a lot of girls and things like that or whatever, and just you know, just wilding out that person that that person like some people and this and it couldn't and it may not be a significant it may be friends that was used to that person you know i would say that old man or whatever that you used to be and they like and they you know what I'm saying you may have had a different name at that time too but yeah. when you got healed uh, yeah I, yeah i did but uh but when you got healed of that old person you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying they, you know, they felt like you was born now, or like they couldn't be around you because you wasn't doing what you used to do. Right. So that I think that cake what Chris was talking about. You know, you're gonna lose some people when you get healed because you go become a pet, better version of yourself at that time. So if you are with someone at that time and they was used to used to that part, person, oh. you know, they, you know, what I'm saying they want to stick around with you while you heal, then you know that's their choice. But if they don't make that choice, you're gonna lose that person too. So right. I think I would say, you know, while you in that unhealed stage, those people benefited from you because they love that that version of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what about the opposite? What about you're not healed and you you're just in that space and you bump into somebody who is and they're like, I can't do this. Like, it was fun in the beginning, but like, I can't do this. You got to respect our decision. Hmm? Yeah, you got to respect their decision on that. Do you do the work, though? If somebody, okay, Chris, if somebody was like, I'm noticing this, this, that, and the other, like, this isn't working for me. And for us to stay together, like we don't have to address it but you don't see that as you don't see it being a problem um now like i said that that's up to me if i want to change it's up to me to decide if and when i'm ready to change that behavior now if i deem that this person is a lot to lose then definitely like me or anybody else they're going to make those changes but it, they have to be or well, i would have to be a willing um participant in doing it not doing it because they said it doing it because i want it for myself right mm-hmm. right and that comes to the suitability right like yeah. so when you said uh you know a lot to lose what is that and that's I, I'm, I'm curious for everybody like what in another person would you consider a lot to lose because a lot of people can talk about okay what are the red flags what are the things we don't want in a relationship but what are the aspects in another person that you would consider a lot to lose um what what i would consider is that person that's like got your back that person they have your back and they're going to make sure that everything even if you don't know 
um, even if you don't know or feel that something isn't right, they can pick up on that beforehand and they can kind of guide you in the right way and just almost be like your <laughs> like being almost like a not a uh, something like a guardian angel where they're always looking over you. And I mean, like you said, when you found that person, then that's like, look, I can't lose that because you've known other people that you've been around or that you've had in your life. And you can really feel that that per you can really feel how much that person cares about you. Okay. And what about you, Keisha? Um, I don't know. The, the guardian angel part, I like that, Chris. But knowing that, that you have the support of that person and I just think you can feel when a person truly cares. You can you can feel when they have the best interest at heart for you. I really think um, that's what I think, y'all. And when you really care about somebody, you go the extra mile to be understanding and to help. So. And Marcus? Yeah, I agree with both of what Chris and Keisha were saying. I, I feel like you know, like that suitability or that accountability as well. Uh, if you're willing to stick it out with that person, whether he, you know, you know, in that healing stage or that person that's already healed, and that person that's already, you know, already healed, ready to cheer that person on to bring them up, you know, to bring them out of that. But I also feel like what Chris said, you, you know, it's got to be a choice within that person's self whether he's going to change or not. And then it's another choice that the other person, that, are they going to wait? until they get ready for them to change. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's not tip or tap, but it's like what you, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice to wait on this person to heal? Or what is that person? Is that person going to sit down in that mud for another year or two just to get his mind right or her mind right, you know, in order to change for the better for both of y'all, you know, for the, relationship so it's it's a it's a it's a hard decision whether you gonna how long are you gonna cheer that person on how long are you go for them? you know you gotta think about it so it's like it's just it's just a it's just a it's a time phrase and then you know only God knows when that man or woman is gonna take that time to you know hit that light bulb and say hey I'm ready to change so it's a it's a it's a looking yourself and personal decision on what you're going to make and what you're willing to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So I would say, because um, I mean, cause like you said, when they, when you said when, when if you're not going to down that person, you know, that's in the world when you heal, then y'all going to heal together. Then, like you said, once if y'all do do that thing together and both of you become healed, then he said, that's a great thing. That's that's a special thing. So I mean, it's just a point of, a point of time. Of what what choice you gonna you know what choice is just gonna be made at that time? That makes sense. And I think for me, um, somebody or what I would identify as uh, not wanting to lose somebody who allows me to be feel safe, mm -hmm. safe and seen and heard. And not heard when I'm being a smart ass and sarcastic, but understands that behind that or beyond that, there's power, there's pain, there's fear and everything else. Like 
that that connection you have with people where you don't have to say it they just know something's up they know something's wrong um mm-hmm. and then allows you to express it without saying you're too much for me this is too much for me i can't deal with this blah 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 um mm-hmm. i think that's important and i think uh when you have chemistry because we talked about this in previous podcast um the difference between chemistry and compatibility mm-hmm. you can be compatible with somebody all day but chemistry is something mm-hmm. completely different like there's literally like science really can't explain what chemistry is so if you find somebody who has the chemistry and the suitability like you're winning right if right. you if you find somebody that you click yeah. with and connect with and they're like we're gonna do this thing together I don't see why you would want to do something to disrupt that. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, as Chris said in a couple of podcasts before, there's nothing out here in these streets. Right, so, <laughs> better make it work. <laughs> make it work, please. You don't want to be out here. You don't want to be out here. I don't want to be out here. Don't, don't want to be out here. Stop it, Chris. Stop it. You don't want to be out here. So I I really, I like that clip just because it talked about, it's not just about somebody who's there temporarily. It's about somebody who's saying like, look, let's, let's ride this thing till the wheels fall off. You know what I'm saying? Um, in, in, in healing, not let's ride it till the wheels fall off and we both toxic as hell. But let's do the work. Because I know anybody who I fully commit to and go long-term, we're going to have to go to therapy. Together. Separate and together. Like, I know. I know. Um, And I'm okay with that. I mean, I I think it allows... Because a lot of times people think therapy as you have a mental health diagnosis and everything else. But sometimes, a lot of times, it's learning how to communicate. Right. Which that goes is such a skill. Language. You, if you don't un- know your love language and understand your partner's love language, that's gonna cause conflict right there. I'm so big on understanding each other's love language. Um, languages could be more than one. All right. What's everybody's love language? Mine's words of affirmation. I need you to say it. What's yours, Keisha? Mine is quality time. Is first then words of affirmation, then act of service. Physical was, touch last. I think physical touch was second for me. I need you to say it, then touch me. Cool. <laughs> 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 okay. I need you to touch and say it as you touch. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay, handing it over so, to the dudes. What are y'all... What's, <laughs> Why are you looking like that, Chris? What's your love language, Chris? Physical touch. Figures. What? The, no, physical touch. Mm-hmm. Acts of service. I see how those two line up. Yep. <laughs> exactly how you think. Whatever you're thinking, that's what it is. <laughs> Here's Marcus. Ain't no shame Where's the affirmation? Uh, where's the affirmation? Um, touch. Well, I know quality time. Where's the affirmation? Quality time. Physical touch. Um, right. 
Those are mine. I'm laughing at Chris. I don't know what Chris is laughing at, but I'm laughing at him. Why are you laughing at Chris? You don't want to know. Mm. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about something. I was thinking about another conversation and you know mental flashback. So go ahead. Mm. Mm. This has been a you good time. Like you it. don't want to share. <laughs> So, yeah, so I think uh, we all can agree that suitability is important um, and maybe even more important to the, than the cap, cap, compatibility. compatibility. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, go. Stumble. So, um, oh, that joke. <laughs> <sighs> so. Um, do the work, do the work, don't freaking, uh, screw up, don't screw somebody else up, and I think we all can agree, like, if you are not really ready to be in the space of looking for a relationship, it's probably not best to do it, like, and be upfront with people, like, look, I'm not ready for this, but I can do that. Or I can't do this, but I can do that. I, I mean, uh, you know what, Chris? No, that, I, I didn't even say nothing. I was agreeing with you. Uh, it's, the, it's the look on the face. And now everybody can see I'm, it. I'm sorry. This, this is how I look. I'm, I'm, I know. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Like, love the confidence. Love the confidence. Yo, I mean, let's just pause. Like let's pause for dramatic effect. No, ain't no. Man, what up, man? <laughs> That's your time to flex. Flex, no? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Go, Chris! Go, Chris! <laughs> no, man, like, yo, I didn't even mean to do nothing. Ain't gonna say it the way I look. I'm sorry. It was. I'm I said I'm blessed. So yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. You're blessed, highly favored. Mm -hmm. Amen. And on that note, this brings us to conclude episode two of season five. And yeah, uh, anybody had any last points or suggestions? Mine would be communicate. And, and if you're on the receiving end of communication, let it happen. Like if you shut somebody down, if you choose not to participate in the communication, then what are we doing, right? So that would be my final um, takeaway would be communication. So you can see if it's compatibility, suitability and everything else in between. Mm -hmm. what, what would y'all say? I would say, I mean, look, looks can be even. What? And don't, I say, I, I would say looks can be deceiving. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> and that 
look deeper than compatibility because it may be something else there, you know, that 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 doesn't, you know, look for the other, you know, red flags or whatever. Because compatibility ain't everything. Chris? Um, I mean, I'm kind of taking it in a different direction. Just say if you're involved with somebody that's on the healing path or you notice that they're healed, um, don't don't continue to like tell them about how they were or bringing that up. Because like I said, once you've healed that, you don't want to like go back and reopen those wounds, especially with somebody that's well, no one is all ever fully healed. Healing, that's a continuous process that is ongoing. Um, so like I said, just try not to, as hard as it is, bring up previous things to somebody that's healing because that could have a negative effect on them. True. So throwing it back up in their faces is what you're saying? Don't um, I mean, we're not, not so much throwing it up back in their face, just like reminding them of who how they used were. To yeah, how they mm-hmm. used to be. Oh, well, you, you, you're you like this now, but remember, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I don't want to hear about that. Like, I, I yeah. can't change what I did in the past. Like, all I want to do is move forward. I can apologize yeah. for what happened, but that's not me anymore. The only thing I can do is continue to show you that I'm not like that anymore. I don't want to be reminded of it. Very true. What I would say, if the person don't fit your now, whether you're the receiver or the giver, you're the person who's going through the healing or the person who's the rece- receiving the person who's healing or standing by the, their side, if they don't fit your now, then that's a big conversation. That's something you need to talk about because you don't want to force yourself um, to be with somebody who you're not happy with. So that's when I think cheating comes along and all that good stuff. Because you're searching for that happiness that you don't have with your current person. Oh, it might not be happiness, more so missing peace. Well, peace. Yeah, peace no, no, no. It's a missing. It's a missing peace. Missing peace. Sound, oh. sound like another topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus trying to rush that. Okay. <laughs> he didn't want to talk about that. I'm well, I mean, look, man, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there is good cheating. I know we talked about this before. No, there's not, Chris. And on that note, everybody, thank you so much for participating, listening. You guys, as always, take care, stay safe, be well.